0: On today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, Chad is back, back from his two-week hiatus of not joining us on the show, and we got a ton of news this week, Uh, mostly, I mean, the biggest biggest news of the week, the Ring of Honor news, so we'll be talking about that. Joe has a, at least the reason why the Performance Center or the CWC hates MSK, so we're going to talk about that a little bit uh jr opening a cannabis farm pretty funny we're gonna be talking fully loaded 1998 on our retro beer ratings this week before we get to SummerSlam 1998 next week and then everything that happened in wrestling this week and we've got two dynamites to talk about because there's the one from last saturday and the one that happened this wednesday so an extra jam-packed weekly recap this week i'm excited i'm excited as always you can follow us on twitter at ddt Russell pod you guys ready to go yep, yep. let's go Welcome into episode 30, of The Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I'm Dylan, joined by Joe and Chad once again. Hello, everyone.
1: What's up?
0: Hi. I just want to get started right away on this Ring of Honor news. So, Ring of Honor obviously has been going throughout the pandemic and was able to keep all their wrestlers on contract throughout the pandemic and just losing tons and tons of money, as pretty much every company was. And they finally fell through, and the contracts, they basically have like terminated all the contracts of their wrestlers and basically are free to do whatever they want.
2: Yeah, so they... I've uh, terminated them at the end of the year following the final Battle Royale pay-per-view, which is taking place, uh, I think, the 11th of December. So they're going to go through uh, December 11th, and then they're going to release them all from their contracts after that. They uh, basically said that if anyone wants to sign somewhere else sooner than that, they'd be willing to strike a deal and cut them off early, and then some TV tapings are probably going to happen on either side of the final Battle Royale because uh, over the last year or so, they've done nothing but uh, uh, pre-film all their pay-per-view, uh, their weekly shows. So we'll see what actually the TV product is moving forward. But temporary hiatus, they did say they were going to come back for the Supercard of Honor pay-per-view in April. It's
0: going to be another AAW show. I feel the the Supercard of Honor.
1: Yeah, in January, I, I think is what when Chad said. No,
2: April. April. They're, they're April. hiatusing from December to April.
1: Yeah. Unless they're able to sign a whole bunch of new people, then it'll probably just be an, an AEW roster on uh, Ring of Honor to fill their show for them.
2: I think it really depends on how many of those guys do make the transition from AEW or from Ring of Honor to AEW.
0: Yeah. So obviously, I had sent in the group chat earlier this week. Like a bunch of, like there was a a tweet that I saw just after the news broke of like a bunch of people signing with AEW already, just completely not true at all. I just, when I see stuff like that, I'm like, oh boy. And then I have to wait like a day or two before I actually see if it's real. And it wasn't, but we'll see how many people actually jump over to AEW and continue to wrestle.
2: I have, uh, I spent all week long thinking about it and, I, I, uh, I think I'm the only one of us that normally routinely watches ring of honor. And I True. was thinking of some matchups that I would like to see when I was like looking at all those people. And I came up with three prime matchups that I would like to see now that ring of honor is like folding apart. Uh, one, you don't know who Dan Housen is. Dan Housen's this like, Scrawny little guy. He's like the same body shape as Orange Cassidy, but he's got this like weird face makeup, and he says he's from like Transylvania or something like that. Claims he's three hundred pounds and eighty years old. <laughs> um, he's ridiculous. He'd be perfect to match up with Orange Cassidy. Like imagine a Danhausen Orange Cassidy match. And well,
0: then you got him and uh, MJF are having a pretty big Twitter feud right now. So I think also. That'd if, be cool, too. If he makes the jump, yeah. I feel like we would see that as well.
2: He, uh, he made an appearance in New York Comic-Con this week, and John Cena was also in New York Comic-Con, and Dan Housen jokingly acted like himself as a fan of John Cena. And then if you go Google that, that's pretty funny. Dan Housen just walking up on John Cena in the middle of the Comic-Con. And then you got Brody King, who on the indies is a tag team partner with Alistair Black. And if he does make the jump, he'd be perfect for a House of Black thing that they run on the Indies in in, uh, in AEW. I think like Andrade, Brody King, and Hossa, uh, Malachi Black would be fucking badass in AEW. That's what they're to do on the Indies.
0: Okay. you didn't one? know
2: Brody King and Aleister Black are PWG tag team champs right now. Yeah. 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 And then. The third and last one, which would be amazing, would be Rush and Dragon Lee, which are real-life brothers. who were also the tag team, or the previous Ring of Honor World's champion for Rush, And then Dragon Lee is the television champ versus the Lucha Bros would be, like, the most game-changing tag team match ever.
1: Now, is that Leo Rush?
2: No, that's Roosh, <laughs> not Leo Rush. Oh, okay, never mind. Roosh. It's Roosh, dude.
0: You, you said Rush.
2: That's a oh, I was a slip at
0: the top, rush is oh, a okay. band,
2: yeah, why why is
1: he yeah, and then we we got some uh some other news we've been asking a question for for weeks now, why the performance center hates uh the capital wrestling Center rather hates m s k so much, and some news came out this week that answers that question for us, so. Apparently there's this this like teenage girl. Her name is Izzy. She's real popular and in, in the NXT crowd. Um, she's she was like a a Bailey super fan when like yes. Bailey and Sasha were there. And there was either a house show or on TV or more recently, I read that there was some kind of commercial where Izzy got choke slammed, and she was like a 13 year old girl at the time. And a couple of people got upset to include MSK, who tweeted that it was like irresponsible or something. Now these parents took offense to that and started telling their friends in the in the NXT crowd that MSK or whoever they were at in Impact at the time were uh, were bad guys. So when they made the jump and were and became MSK and NXT, they got a group of people to hate MSK. It kind of grew into like a little a little corner of the ring, or corner of the the ring side, where they were booing MSK, and then it just became the popular thing to do. And uh, that group of people got moved; their their like seating got moved away from the the front so that that it, the camera didn't pan to them all the time. Uh, but then I I heard it got as dark as like after uh, I think it was Wes Carter's dad died. Like, somebody in the group tried to start your dad's dead chance, um, <laughs> which is pretty fucked up. Fuck. And, <laughs> uh, and, yeah, that's a little backstory to why, why the uh, – damn it, I keep saying the Performance Center. The Capital Wrestling Center hated MSK during their title reign so much.
0: Well, I'm glad we finally got our answer, at least.
2: Uh... Did you see Chelsea Green's response to it, too? She said that she also was public that it was a bad bad skit or whatever. And she said that that same group booed her when she was in NXT as well for the same reason. So she corroborated that it's totally real.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I don't really know. Stupid
2: fans with stupid ideas. That's that's like the most ridiculous reason to boo a good young tag team.
0: Yeah. And like she was the izzy the fan was like very much a part of nxt for a very long time as far as like like she was the most well-known fan there like i remember like she would always dress up as bailey and then her getting like some sort of opportunity to do stuff in the ring as far as even as part of as like as, as as a skit that shouldn't be like i don't know why people like who cares man Hmm. let people have their opinions. Yeah. I don't know. I guess the fans are also having their opinion. So I guess, I don't know. Maybe nobody's right or everybody's right. People should be able to do whatever they want. It is just, it was just always very confusing as to why MSK was getting booed. But, uh, yeah. now we have the answer. Now we know. Yeah.
1: You want, you want to talk about your good buddy, your good buddy from SmackDown? <sighs>
0: Greg Hamilton, my boy, Mike Rome, <laughs> my boy that that obviously told the story before that house show in Hawaii where I had truly thought his name was Mike Rome. Turned out he's not Mike Rome. Mike Rome is the announcer for Raw and Greg Hamilton for SmackDown. We went and saw a SmackDown house show 2017 in Hawaii when we were living there. And the entire time I was just screaming for Mike Rome and then... At the end of the night, he came back up and he was like, "Dude, my name's Greg Hamilton." And now he's gone. He's been released by WWE, and my heart is slightly broken. I always enjoyed I always enjoyed Greg Hamilton because he would do like. A, obviously, it it went away because I guess Vince told him to stop letting it happen. But he would always do the like the following contest is scheduled for one fall. And then we would get a nice pause for the crowd to scream "one fall," and I always enjoyed the shit out of that. But then it started to go away, and that was like, that was like the one portion of Greg Hamilton that I really, really enjoyed.
1: Yeah, and then we had the whole thing where he would announce Shane McMahon coming to the ring, and Shane would stop him and have him reannounce him as the best in the world.
0: That's true. that that, that is true. That that happened. The best in the world part. <laughs> not so true
2: did you actually read the article i sent you about why people think he got cut
0: no i read the headline
1: it was once. something about actually, like one of the rappers that that collaborate with wwe right and they used a mike Rome clip in uh one of their songs without his permission and he said hey that's not okay there's like a legal battle
2: yeah, West Side Gun, apparently, is the name of this rapper, and he used his voice uh, sample in multiple songs, uh, and Mike Rome uh, tweeted at him very aggressively, saying that he was going to get uh, the WWE lawyers to sue him, and he was going to take all his money, and then he was totally fucked, and that's an exact quote um, from the Twitter of uh, previously known Greg Hamilton. So...
0: Wait, are we talking about Mike Rome or Greg Hamilton? We're talking about Greg Hamilton. Hamilton.
2: Okay. Greg Hamilton wrote totally fucked.
0: You keep saying Mike Rome. I don't know if you're like (sighs) fucking with me or...
2: (laughs) Who is it? Mike Rome or Greg Hamilton?
0: It's Greg Hamilton. Yeah, Mike Rome. (laughs) Stop. You're fucking... Stop. I know who they are now.
2: Well, Greg Hamilton's no longer Greg Hamilton, so don't worry about it. Did you know Greg Hamilton is not really his name?
0: I was about to ask. Is that not his real name?
2: Uh, It's Hamilton is apparently his middle name. It's Greg Hudson. So, yeah, not his real name. Or it's not his full name, I guess.
0: I'm surprised they never shortened it down to just Ham or Hamilton or just Greg. Is this this the same guy?
1: I don't think it's the same guy. I just Googled uh, Greg Hamilton parent I don't know maybe he is a uh, a Canadian baseball player I I highly doubt it 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 says like I googled Greg Hamilton and then it's it says Greg Hamilton on Google uh, I mean on Ask Jeeves of course and then uh and then it's like right under his name is Canadian baseball player but then it's pictures of Microme from WWE Huh do you mean actual Microme No Greg Hamilton Did I say Microme too
0: Yeah Damn. Now we're all confused. I'm so confused.
1: Yeah, and this Wikipedia page doesn't have a picture, and it also doesn't, like, talk about his time in WWE at all, but Google at least thinks that he's a Canadian
0: baseball player. That's probably a different Greg Hamilton. There's, there's, probably, there's probably lots of people in the world named Greg <laughs> Hamilton, Joe.
1: But it, it's, it's, it shows his pictures right under the words Canadian baseball
0: player. I thought you said there wasn't a picture.
1: No, it's pictures of of Greg Hamilton in WWE.
0: Well, maybe that was what he did before <laughs> WWE. I don't know. I haven't done yeah. that much research into it. That's kind of that's kind of my thing. I just talk nonsense on this show and and wrong about ninety percent of the time. So I'm not really sure. Two more things. Uh, they've announced some upcoming matches on the up on the. Uh, tour that WWE is doing in, in, the, in the UK so they've announced that there's going to be a triple threat NXT championship match between Tommaso Ciampa, Braun Breaker and Sami Zayn and then they've also announced Walter versus Cesaro which if that gets televised sign me up
2: these are are these the like NXT shows or are these like just house shows or what are these?
0: I have no idea I would assume house shows, but I don't, I don't know. Like that's just something that intrigued me because I saw that Walter would be facing Cesaro at some point. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's main roster stuff, even though they're doing NXT title stuff. Like I'm just not really sure. Cause it doesn't say it's like, it just said upcoming WWE UK tour.
2: That's weird. That's, That's odd that they're doing NXT stuff on a UK tour, especially if they have their own NXT UK brand. But I hope they televise some of those matches. Those all sound really good.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then lastly, obviously JR, uh, pretty sure. Yes, he did. He got diagnosed with skin cancer uh, this week or late last week. And has decided to open up a cannabis farm, probably to assist with that. My question for this is if you're jr you're opening up your cannabis farm uh, what are what are you calling your weed if you're jr
1: j uh, JR,
2: really good weed
0: okay I was thinking slobber knocker.
2: What was the name of his barbecue line? That he, didn't he come up with a line of barbecue sauce?
0: I think it's just JR's Barbecue.
2: Oh, that's not nearly as funny as I thought. Off to Ask Jeeves, I go. Is fine. Ask Jeeves really mm-hmm. a thing? I know you all always go to Ask Jeeves. Still a thing?
0: Totally, dude. I use it all the time.
2: Whoa, this looks terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just JR's Family Barbecue.
2: Jim Ross's family cannabis.
0: That's just that's what he, I'm just I'm thinking of like what is he going to call like his signature brand of weed? Slobberknocker would be pretty good. Yeah, For integrity. Te- integrity <laughs> Farms. I mean WWE has all. I mean with all these retro pay per views you are watching, they've got so many ties to South Park that we're seeing. Yeah, that's just the that's just the type of people WWE fans are. We're just all wrestling and South Park fans, which. <laughs> I can get behind.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can confirm I never plan to use ask.com at slash ask Jeeves ever again. That was impossible to use. That was... Yeah.
1: It's not a very good search engine. I was surprised
2: that you actually used it. I'm going to go to Bang or Bing or whatever it's called long before I ever go back to Ask Jeeves. Yeah,
1: go to bang.com. That sounds like <laughs> sounds yeah. like a good
2: plan. Let
0: us, let us know how that works out for you. Is it Bing... Is it Microsoft Bing? It's Bing, Bing. yeah. Uh, there you go. Anyways, uh, let's get into our retro ratings. We obviously, just talked about some South Park. Lots of lots of South Park references in the crowd this week. So we watched Fully Loaded from nineteen ninety eight, and quite honestly, not that great of a card. Terrible. Not terrible pay per view. <laughs>
2: There was one match that I thought was really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I did. I'm assuming you're talking about the one that the the not main event one. But I also the non main event
2: thirty minute long match.
0: Yeah the the non main event one. Uh, I also thought the main event was watchable. I mean, it wasn't terrible. And it's not rewatchable. <laughs> I, I also thought that like I don't know. It, it had its it had its funny moments. I guess. I don't I don't know. Uh, but let's. As we always do, start with signs. I've got eight signs.
1: I've got them. I've got some.
0: Joe, Joe, what's a sign that you got?
1: Um, well, one of the first signs I saw was Venus envy with uh with the word envy spelled wrong. They spelled envy e n v e y.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: It's like right behind the commentators, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's obviously talking about Val Venus. Who yeah. we got to see on this on this pay per view? I'm a, I'm assuming we're gonna see lots of good Valvina signs in the in the coming pay per views, just because he's now in WWF, uh, but he made his pay per view debut here. Another another Valvina sign. Uh, just Valvina's is fully loaded. Mm-hmm. Just decent decent sign. I saw a Delos Baden K with uh
1: Mister Mister. What's the, what's the fucking... Mr. Mackey says that. Mr. Mackey, yeah. He yeah. said D Lo's bad, MK, okay, and he was D- drawn on the sign.
0: D Lo's bad. Okay. <laughs> I
2: had a I had one D Lo sign. It says, What's wrong with D Lo's neck? I it saw was a crazy neck moves.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't understand it at all. I didn't understand that sign. I didn't write that one down. Uh one that I feel like we can completely hundred percent relate to here on this on this show. Uh, don't trust nobody but your beer. Yeah. I love it. I loved that one.
2: you See the guy who was walking behind the ring back and forth said, Hi, mama I'm drunk. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I got that one. <laughs> Did you, do you guys see the one that said Stop 316? It, it was shown a lot and I didn't understand it. Like, was he I really... saw one that said Stub 316, not yeah, Stop stub. 316. Oh, it said Stub? Stub 316. I understand it. it?
0: Joe, can you read?
1: No, I have terrible vision.
0: You should get that worked on. Mm. Whatever. Another one that I could completely relate to. uh, There was a sign that said fat club dominates. Uh, I thought you were going to say I eat sable. No, I've never done that. Quite literally never done that. Yep, that was a sign. (laughs) Anyone have any other signs? Because I have two more.
2: The bulk of my signs were all Sable-related, except for one. And I had to Google it to make sure it wasn't inappropriate, because I didn't understand it. It said, Owen is a nugget. I didn't know what the derogatory term nugget meant, so I had to Urban Dictionary it. And there's about 15 different derogatory terms that you can call someone a nugget for. But I think it's an idiot. I think they were saying Owen is an idiot, but in the 90s, that was cool to call them nuggets. I mean, mean, Owen is a nugget.
0: I would assume that those Urban Dictionary things were probably not thought up of yet in 1998. So, yeah, probably just calling him stupid. If, if that person was not calling him stupid and was calling him something very, very, like, way worse, uh, disavow. Um, disavow that guy.
1: I saw the back of a sign uh, when they were doing a, a, a pan over the crowd. There was a sign that said, who farted? Ooh,
0: was it you? It wasn't me. Hmm. Uh. So my last two, there was there was a sign. I just thought this was funny because it's the '90s. This is like a sign that said, "I steal cable," which hmm. I thought was pretty funny because a lot of people did that in the '90s. And then uh, we had we had a gay sign. An- another person is gay. Who's Can we added to the list this time? Kane.
2: Oh no way! Yeah, we said that wouldn't happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. So Kane is gay now.
1: You never would have seen it coming. Yep, yep. That's
2: the last few of mine are all Sable related because there was like nine million Sable things, especially with that uh that match she had on the card. Yeah, uh, if you but call once it it's not a match. Uh, it's a look at Sable, but the O's in look at Sable were uh, boobs. They drew large breasts as the O's. Yep. Uh, if look at Sable. And then uh, this one I didn't see until that match. Uh, matches in quotations. Uh, it said, Sable gives me a chubby. And it was I didn't see very that. obviously right behind the camera the whole time.
0: Nice. Uh, I did want to point out something about the Kane is gay sign. Uh, they spelled it K-A-I-N.
2: So, yeah, so maybe uh, they're not Bible. talking about
0: maybe they're no, that's talking C-A-I-N. about C A I
2: N. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're just so dumb they don't know which one they're <laughs> yeah, looking at. They they've don't blended know how the how Bible and wrestling.
0: They just don't know how to spell. Which I mean would track with like a 90s wrestling fan. Joe can't read. So I mean it, it would it would track that like some I can't wrestling see. fan. That's different than you
1: not being able to read. No, you which can't which is read. what we've previously decided on. Is that you can't read? No, I choose not to read. Oh, but yeah, it's I my choice. I, I yeah. can't see. That's that's right. my thing. Right. Um. My favorite, my favorite cane spelled this K A N E would be like when you would, like when we were in Hawaii, Dill, and we'd go to a, we'd walk up to a male bathroom, and they would say, I think it's pronounced Kane in. Uh, in the Hawaiian language, yes. But I always thought it was a bathroom only for Kane. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot about that. Um, so there was one more sign that I couldn't see all of, and it was like a, it was it was two signs put together, and the only one I could see was the one I guess from the camera point of view that one that was on the right, and it only popped up like once or twice in the beginning of the show, and I feel like somebody from security probably took it away from them because there was like there was this, the the sign on the left I could not see what it said but the sign on the right all it said was raped me <laughs> yeah it I was like what the fuck and I was trying to see what it said but I, I couldn't figure it out and I never saw it after the like in between the first and second matches
2: I guess that's where <laughs> WWE draws that line is like it. It's okay to call someone gay, but you can't claim a sexual assault.
1: Yeah, maybe they were just big Nirvana
0: fans. That's that's, that was the nineties. That's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know what the other sign said. Maybe, I mean, I would say hopefully they're just big Nirvana fans, and uh, hopefully they're not accusing someone of sexual assault because that's that's not a good thing, not a good thing to do. Okay, but we must move on. First match of the night, we had. So, we've already talked about Val Venus, had his pay per view debut. Mr. Uh, the, the big, the big Val himself taking on Jeff Jarrett in singles competition. And uh, Val Venus gets in the ring before Jeff Jarrett comes out and he immediately tries to get naked. Mm-hmm. He was stopped.
1: No one gets naked till later in this pay per view spoilers
2: <laughs> uh but yeah i
0: didn't ten- say who yeah it could have been mark miro it was mark miro <laughs> uh but yeah tennessee lee like as he's going to strip out of his trunks tennessee lee comes out and stops him and jeff jarrett makes his entrance uh also Kai and Ty like came out during this match i guess them and val venus or feuding or i don't i don't really know what's going on obviously because we're not watching the weekly shows that are going on but there's something that's going on with like yamaguchi-san and his wife and val venus i
2: googled this one okay i googled this one you i asked, was so interested i did not ask James. i googled it but apparently val Bosque had a video where he was like showing off yoga or dancing or something and yamaguchi san's wife was in the video. And so it was like that's where the feud apparently is, is that like yamaguchi san's wife was in a was in a hot steamy video with Valboski.
1: Is that Valvenus? Yeah, yeah, the big the big Valboski.
2: Okay. <laughs> Did that need clarification for you, Joe?
0: Yeah, I got it. Now. Did you think Valboski was somebody else? Could be. Well, it's not. Anyway, uh quote from Jerry Lawler in this match. He said, Tennessee Lee is sweating like he was in Sable's dressing room, which I'll just say it right now. But Jerry Lawler, because I I didn't, I, I think that was the only like thing I wrote down that he said about Sable. I'm curious if you guys wrote down a bunch of Sable quotes because I did not. Jerry Lawler was just not interested in anything throughout the night with the exception of the bikini contest.
2: Mm-hmm. I got two Sable-related quotes from the next match, but I did notice them the entire night.
0: Yeah. Um, the yeah, Val Venus, he, uh, they, they had talked about how he was undefeated at this point, and he stays that way, defeats Jeff Jarrett. And I got two beers for this match. Yeah,
1: it was high-ranking high because there was just a lot of interference from Tennessee Lee. And then
0: a lot of woos. Yeah. So it, did it you wasn't... count the
2: blood on Balbozki's face?
0: I did. Yep, He also got blood on his face. Yeah, he did. I remember that now.
1: It wasn't a great match. Anyway, the next match, speaking of not great matches, we had D'Lo Brown versus X-Pac. I got a beer for it.
2: I also got a beer, but I got my two Sable quotes. So at one point, They talked about D'Lo Brown pulling his pectoral muscle. uh, And Jerry Lawler said, speaking of pectorals, do you know what I saw in the back? Speaking of uh, (laughs) Sable's breasts. Good segue. And then Jim Ross responded with, you know, a lot of people overdose on that Viagra thing. You should start being careful.
1: (laughs) Is that true? Do people overdose on Viagra?
2: I have no idea. It's not Google that one. Let me ask Jeeves.
1: Viagra must have just been coming out at this point. They um, talk about it so much. They really do.
0: It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I also got a beer for this match. Just some notes from this just to, to talk about where we're at in the Attitude Era. Um, the Godfather is now a, a person. He's no longer Common Mustafa. So they call, they're calling him the Godfather. Uh, D'Lo I think was Br- the
2: first pay-per-view we saw that, right? Where he the godfather? Yes.
0: yes. Nice. Uh, D'Lo Brown also is now European champion. They showed the clip of him beating Triple H on Raw, I think the week before. Uh, and they showed, after the match, they showed Edge in the crowd. So yeah. Edge, Edge is also there. Yeah, I, was, I realized that
1: as, as, as well, and I didn't write it down. But. Well,
0: that's just bad journalism on your, on your part. I've never claimed to be a journalist. Or a I'm podcaster. actually surprised that you saw Edge since you can't see. I saw Edge.
2: Is this going to be the Brood version of Edge? Are we getting like Brood here?
0: I don't know. First <laughs> I don't know when they come around. I hope it's the Brood. That was a good stuff. That was good stuff. Yeah, that was good shit. That's good shit.
1: Um, D'Lo Brown is hated. There were there were a bunch of D'Lo Brown sucks
0: chants or D'Lo sucks chants. Yeah, I mean, the entire nation is just hated at this
2: point. The next one was a terrible match. Uh, (laughs) It was two cool Scorpio, now known as just Scorpio, with his randomly selected tag team partner, Farouk, versus the randomly formed tag team of Texan guys, Bradshaw and Terry Funk, which started out awkwardly when Terry Funk in the backstage area said, this is my retirement match. Uh, 30 seconds before this oddly pair tag team match started, uh, Mm -hmm. which uh, apparently really made JBL uh, mad. Uh, The match was pretty boring and awful for the entire thing. And then uh, near the end, uh, Bradshaw got distracted and Terry Funk got hit with a double team move by Scorpio and Farouk and was pinned by Scorpio. Um Scorpio and Farouk pick up the win. This did was he did just
1: say it was his retirement match. He said it was he was going to be taking some time off because he's been beat down pretty bad by mankind. He said, he No, know, he said
0: it. he said this would be his last match and then like double or not the opposite of double down, I guess. And then he was he was he was like, you know what, actually, I don't know, six months. Maybe I'll just take six months off <laughs> or yeah. something like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whatever it was, JBL was pissed off about it because at the end of the match, uh, after getting very angry about it backstage, he continued to take the frustration out after the match by destroying everyone in the match afterwards, including his future tag team partner, Farouk.
0: Yeah. Little, yes. little did they know they were going to be great tag team partners as the, uh, as the APA. Uh, I have one question from this match. Just because they, they did mention t- uh, Terry Funk's age. At this time, he was 54 years old. Uh, There's also someone else in WWE right now that's 54 years old. Uh, Who is better, 54-year-old Terry Funk or 54-year-old Goldberg? Uh, I
1: I thought you were going to say Vince. I thought we were like staying in the Attitude Era and we were going to say Vince McMahon.
0: I have no idea how old Vince was at this time. He was around 53, 54. Well, good for him.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know how much it pains me to answer the question is honestly 54 year old Goldberg right now is better than 54 year old Terry Funk was in that match because 54 year old Terry Funk did nothing in that match that was entertaining at all. But remember like three pay per views ago where you had that great tag team hardcore match at the, with dumpster, the dumpster match. The Dumpster match. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. But like, then again, I was also pleasantly surprised at how good the match at Crown Jewel with Goldberg was. So Yeah, yeah. I would say but, if,
0: if we had just come out of Crown Jewel with a stinker between Goldberg and Lashley, we might we it would probably be a lot harder to answer this question right now.
1: But we, we also we also talked about it last week about how it was a an ODQ match, which made it a lot easier for Goldberg just to hit big spots and not actually show that he was a good wrestler.
0: Yeah, I guess same with the dumpster match, which would be why that, that match would be more enjoyable than just a regular tag team match.
2: Yeah. Randomly thrown together tag team match. Who knows if Terry Funk and Dre BL can coexist.
0: Oh, we'll talk about coexisting, but we're going to talk about it later. (laughs) Yeah. Still in this pay-per-view. So I'd, I'd like to say that, that Terry Funk
1: was, was a better wrestler at one point, having never watched any of his younger matches, but fairly certain he was, but I don't think Goldberg was ever a good wrestler.
0: No, that's fine. Uh, I got one point seven five beers for this match.
2: I got one point seven five as well after the the, uh, the three clothesline from Hells and uh, stuff in the, yeah, the, all the Did post, you count? Did you count a,
1: a heel turn when Bradshaw hit him?
2: Uh, no. Well, no, because I didn't really know what the dynamic was before I don't know. that. Who was yeah? The heel I didn't even match. know
1: who was heel and who was face. I figured Bradshaw and Terry Funk were faced because they were going up
0: against Farouk. Yeah, but Farouk was Scorpio. also a face For- before this because he broke off from the Nation. Yeah,
1: yeah. and th- and then I got confused because they said that when uh when a match later down in the card, the one that you actually liked happened, they said the Nation is is two and two and Odinite.
2: D'Lo Brown. Yeah, D'Lo Brown and Mark DeLo Brown's and Mark Henry.
1: Mark Henry didn't have a match. Oh yeah, he did. Never mind. He did. Yeah. It's speaking speaking of Mark Henry,
2: dude. Segue. Hey,
0: Joe, well, hell of a segue, dude. That that was a very forgettable match for me. That was the best setup in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had Mark Henry versus Vader in that a match. In a yeah, the big fat piece of shit hater or Vader. I said uh, hater. <laughs> uh, those are his words, obviously. So, you know, we're allowed to say it. Uh, this was just, a, this was another Vince McMahon wet dream match, despite how bad it was. It was just the big meaty men slapping meat, but they didn't really slap meat that hard. It was not great.
2: How long was that match? It felt like it was over and done with immediately.
0: Uh, I don't know. You could probably ask Jeeves.
2: My favorite thing to do today, ask Jeeves.
0: Well, while you're looking that up, I've got two, well, I guess it's one quote. But uh, Jr. He basically lists all of Mark Henry's accolades as far as like how much he can lift because he's the world's strongest man, and like the deadlift and the squat were like super high, like close to like a thousand pounds, something ridiculous, yeah. and the bench was like five hundred something. And then Jerry Lawler was like, so in other words, he can almost pick you up. <laughs> Jr. Jr. wasn't happy about that because he just called him fat.
2: The answer for her length is five minutes and three seconds, but it felt like significantly shorter than five minutes and three seconds.
0: Maybe that's what Raven was just trying to tell us, is that it was five minutes. She knew.
2: Sorry to cut you off, Raven.
0: Raven's really good at telling time, probably because she can see the clock and Joe can't. Shut up. But yeah, as I already alluded to, uh, going into the match later in the night where they said the nation was 2-0 and on the night, uh, Mark Henry won here, so Vader puts him over, and I got a half a beer. This was just terrible.
2: I got 0.
0: 0.75. Oh, Joe,
1: I got three quarters. Well, alright then. It was a generous three quarters, though.
2: Yeah, I think I might have counted like a, a one count as a two count or whatever, but I got I got ten total tallies, so I mean, it's somewhere between <laughs> 0.5 and 0. 0.75, but whatever.
1: Uh, so the next segment was awkward. I thought it was going to be the Kane and Mankind match, but it was just Kane and Mankind coming to the ring, and then they talked about how Kane hadn't shown up to the arena yet, and... Yeah, Undertaker. Yep, how Undertaker had not shown up to the arena yet. I'll, I'll figure this, this shit out. Undertaker had not shown up to the arena yet, and how that was very disrespectful and then new age outlaws came out and they challenged Kane and mankind if they still had the titles to
0: a, to a tag team match. And that was, yeah. And then that was pretty much all that this amounted to. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was kind of just like, what the fuck? Why was this even here? Why not just do this on raw and have the new age outlaws challenge whoever won the main event on raw, but whatever. Yeah, whatever's right. Next match, uh, we're
1: still seeing Disciples of the Apocalypse, Skull and Crush versus uh, Legion of Doom or LOD 2000. And uh, there were a lot of tags and a lot of woos in this match. It was actually a better match than, I've ex- than I expected,
0: given our past matches with DOA and LOD. This got a way higher rating than I thought it ever could and would. Uh, So it's worth mentioning that Paul Ellering is the manager of the DOA at this point. Uh, Obviously back in the eighties is when he started being the manager of LOD. And now he's going up against them and he just got involved in this match so many times and interfered so many different times that it just upped the rating of this match astronomically two i got what? i got three and a half beers wow oh was, my god yeah the, the, all the interference yeah I, so every, here's every,
2: a here's my question is do you take if he like hits them once and then like rapidly success hits them more than one time do you count it every time
0: no i count that as one interference but like when he stops and then like 30 seconds later starts hitting them again i count that as two separate interferences See, I I had I had a beer less than you because because it
1: was questionable, whereas like he 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 definitely interfered at least three, four times. But yeah, I counted like seven times if there was a if there was like a 15 second break or something like that, I would I would not count it again. So I think that's the obvious delta for us.
0: Maybe we meet somewhere in the middle then. At like three. Beers? Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: with Joe on this one. Yeah, I like. I think there was multiple times where I thought about writing three tallies, and being like, no. I think that's the same time. I don't think anyone's gonna count that. Maybe you did. Maybe I didn't.
0: Yeah, I just like. Guess I just counted. I maybe just wanted to drink more. Yeah, so we can we can middle ground this and just call it three. All right. Well, then, sure, we'll call it that. I'm fine with that because I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, holy shit, this got so many beers. Uh, But that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Um,
1: So so the next match, did you even realize it was happening when it started?
2: Uh, This like uh, the dungeon match that was uh, not really well announced. It kind of just looked like a backstage segment, and then you realize that Dan Severin's a guest referee, and they're having a match that I didn't really know was happening.
1: Yeah, I, it, it, it took me a couple minutes and I was like, wait a second. This is not just exactly what you said, a backstage segment. And I was
0: very confused. I knew, I knew it was happening because before I watch these, I look at the, the Wikipedia, not so much for the results, but just to, so I can write down what the matches are. Yeah, I don't do that specifically because then you'll see the
2: results. Same. I like to, I like to go on the fly. Yeah,
0: I guess. Maybe I'll stop doing that. But, yeah, we had a, uh, a dungeon match in the Hart Family Dungeon. It was a submission match. We had Ken Shamrock taking on Owen Hart with the, the beast Dan Severn, the, the Tom Selleck doppelganger himself, as the special referee. And this, I mean, I got a, I got a decent amount of beers for this as well. Because, I mean, they basically use the walls of the dungeon as ropes. But I just counted that as use of the environment every single time. Yeah, that was time. definitely environment. That, that, that hits different than uh, some than some rope. Yeah.
2: That's actually funny you say that because I wrote. I was doing tallies because I was watching this before work. And I wrote two different groups of tallies because I didn't know if you guys would count the wall. So I had how many tallies I had for everything else. And then I had the amount of tallies for just the wall. And so, I didn't know what to write down. I didn't know if y'all would count the wall environment or not.
1: What'd, Hell what'd you, yeah, you get? Dude?
2: I got 10 tallies just for wall. So, like, three-fourths of beer for just the times they were hitting the wall.
0: Yeah, I got two and a quarter beers. I thought there was a... Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but before the match came on, obviously, they don't have a big screen or, like, a TitanTron to show the people the match. They rolled out, like, a fucking like 30 something inch TV, like on a stand that you would see in elementary school or middle school. They, would, they would, like roll it out so you could watch a video in class. <laughs> and they rolled it out so that like the front row could see, but like anyone else other than like the people in the front row, you couldn't see anything for this match. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. It's like, all right, we're going to put on this match and here's a very tiny screen for you to watch what is going on like yeah that that's your beer break yeah exactly that would be honestly that would be pretty pretty nice to have i would feel like being in the live crowd for for a nice beer break go grab two two beers and two ice cold bud lights two ice cold Bud lights here yep e- yep but the the ending of this match was just ridiculously funny uh so obviously they're they're hitting each other throughout the match, like on the wall, and they hit each other into like there's a uh, like a, a weight rack with some dumbbells and some plates on it off to the side, and they threw like threw each other into that a bunch, and then uh, near the end, Owen had Ken Shamrock like on his shoulders, he like lifted him up, and Shamrock's head just goes through the ceiling and makes a hole <laughs> in the ceiling, and then like Dan Severin gets knocked out so we got a, we got a we got ourselves a ref bump in this match in in a in a, a dungeon basement match mm-hmm. and then Owen just hits Shamrock with a dumbbell knocks him out and puts him in like the worst looking crossface i've ever seen and then just uses Owen Hart basically just makes Shamrock tap like by grabbing his arm and tapping for him and Severin just calls the match like like he's so fucking Knocked out that he couldn't tell that Owen was doing that and calls the match. (laughs) This is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it was, it was bad.
2: (laughs) The next one was the definite one we were talking about earlier when we're saying there was one good match on the card. There was a two out of three falls match with Triple H and The Rock for the Intercontinental title. Uh, In this match, you had about, it was a, it ended in a 30 minute time lapse so there was no declared winner so it's a draw based on uh, they each had one fall at 30 minutes but the first fall happened at almost 25 minutes so we had 24 something minutes worth of quality wrestling uh followed by the first pinfall uh tons of interference because both dx and uh the nature domination got involved uh to cause both of the pinfalls and uh the cool part about that was they were sent away at the beginning of the match. So it was uh, here or there, one singular member would come out here or there to get involved. And then one other member of the other faction would come out and send that person away. Uh, Xbox, China, Xbox, China, Billy Gun, Road Dog all showed up. You had Mark Henry, Godfather, and D.Lo Brown all show up. And I got four and a half beers for this. As did I so it's
0: a it's a top 10 match
2: it was damn good i and i didn't know who won ahead of time so this i was like thoroughly enthralled
0: yeah i the one thing i wanted to point out from this was i just found it funny that wwe decided to point out like oh it's a title match they always have 30 minute time limits It's just not fucking true at all they just they they basically just write whatever rules they want to for whatever works for what they want to do during the match and just expect you to be like oh yeah i've never seen a title match go more than 30 minutes but yeah that was that was just what they decided to tell us for this one there was a a point in the match where they were fighting like near on the entrance not on the entrance ramp but like on that side of the ring on the outside and you could hear there was a guy who was just screaming at The Rock. He was just telling him that he sucked. And then it it sounded like he was like, Rock, you suck dick. You suck dick, Rock. I was like, Jesus, dude. What the fuck are these? What is this guy's problem? The dude yeah. really fucking hated The Rock.
2: Yeah. Oh, I don't know how you hate The Rock that much.
0: Yeah, The Rock is awesome. I mean, look at him now.
2: Look at him now. Look at me now, bitch. He's uh, making paper.
0: Yeah. And then there was also another funny moment where they were on the, the corner outside the ring by the Spanish announce table. And there was just like a bunch of kids in the front row, just doing the suck it to, to the rock as well. And I thought that was pretty funny. Just like just in the nineties. That's just do, what kids did. Don't do that rock. <laughs> do not. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please do not oblige. Uh, but yeah, the, the ending of the match. So obviously, the, there was some assistance from each team to get each guy their first fall. And then the end of the match was pretty much chaotic. Like, had to come. Like, obviously, we went to the time limit draw, both guys trying to hit big moves. Rock goes for a rock bottom, which they're calling it the rock bottom and the people's elbow now. I noticed. Uh, he goes for a rock bottom, Triple H counters, hits a pedigree. And time expires. Yeah. So I guess they have to have a blow-off match. I wonder if they're going to have some sort of good match at SummerSlam, maybe. Uh, I wonder if it'll be any good. Yeah. I wonder if, like, I don't know. Maybe it could be, like, a classic. I feel like they should throw a stipulation on it, though.
2: Maybe. The, The crazy part is, like, they we've all heard of the SummerSlam 98 match. But, like, I had never heard of this two out of three falls match. But it was really good. I don't know why we haven't heard of this one Probably considered the same.
1: Probably because it was surrounded by so many other bad matches where I'm assuming there's going to be a couple good matches in SummerSlam. Maybe.
2: I will say you said fully loaded 98 when I asked what pay-per-view I needed to watch to be on the pod this week. and I was like, fully loaded? I've never even heard of fully loaded 98. We'll see how this goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you haven't heard of this match because it gets outshined by the ladder match. In in SummerSlam, just so much. But I had heard before that like they had a trio of matches in 1998 for this Intercontinental Championship feud. Uh, I don't know what the third one is. I'm gonna assume maybe like a Raw match or maybe something after SummerSlam that's not as good as the latter match. I'm not sure yet. We'll have to wait and see. But that that third match is also one that I have not seen. But very, very excited for the the latter match next pay-per-view. Uh, but yeah, four and, a half, four and a half beers for this. And it's now in that realm of tied for 10th on our, all the matches we've ever reviewed. Yeah. Should we even talk about the next segment? Not calling it a match. Yeah. <laughs> this is like one of the most iconic moments in WWF history, dude. The pasties. Ugh. I had no idea that this was the pasty pay-per-view.
2: Yeah, I've only ever like seen that, that like footage of Sable wearing the pasties, but I did not know it was in a bikini contest uh, on Fully Loaded 98.
1: If you Google Fully Loaded 98, that is one of the pictures that comes up.
0: That makes sense. Uh, yeah, we had a bikini contest between Sable and Jacqueline, hosted by Jerry Lawler, obviously, because he's constantly horny. I thought it was hilarious that they had a tail of the tape between the two <laughs> it was just like uh, like height, weight and then all of their measurements for curves
2: yeah and it was like weight none of your damn business on yeah. both of them it yeah. had like it was like their curves it was like what was their bra size and I think it was like Sable said like 38 specials Yeah, it was like oh my god
1: Oh, and then she was wearing a shirt that said 38 special.
0: That makes sense now. Yeah. That's also a band. Yeah. Maybe that's why she calls it that. Uh, JR with the quote to uh, remind everyone to set their VCRs. If you're wondering how how dated this pay-per-view was. VCRs. 1998, that's that's the date. Yeah. Well, that's a year. It was in July. I actually don't remember the date. But, uh, obviously, like I said, Sable reveals... The 26. famous 20, July 26th. Okay. I was four
1: years old at this point. Christ. It was after my birthday.
0: I also was. Yeah. Chad, you don't have to say how old you were.
2: I was six. I wasn't that much older.
0: Okay. But yeah, Sable reveals the famous uh, handprint pasties and obviously wins the bikini contest.
2: Funny you say that because I didn't know who they were claiming won the thing, Uh, and obviously Jerry Lawler was like, Sable wins, and then afterwards Jacqueline was like, no, that wasn't a bikini, I win. Uh, According to Wikipedia, your ultimate source, Jacqueline won that match by disqualification. Jacqueline defeated Sable by disqualification. What the
0: fuck? (laughs) I love how it's on Wikipedia as a match, also. Like, but like, It's a I,
2: bikini contest match with Jerry Lawler as master of ceremonies. Jacqueline defeated Sable by disqualification. Is there a time? Uh, no, not applicable. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god, this is just. Well, peak- I guess it wasn't a bikini, and I guess she lost.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, this is just peak Attitude Era shit right here. Like this is this is just what you watch the Attitude Era for. This drinking beer. Flipping people off, just crazy shit, and occasionally good matches. Occasionally, and about once, once, maybe
2: twice for pay per
0: view. About once a pay per view, we get a match that's like a crazy amount of beers because of whatever stipulation they had. Yeah, uh, and then also Jerry Lawler keeps Sable's top afterwards, probably. Yeah, he's like his spank
1: bank, (laughs) he's snuggling it in a or during the next match.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Creepy so. Jerry Lawler moments for a thousand. <laughs> Taking the the shirt and then like weirdly touching and fondling it during the next match.
0: <laughs> speaking speaking of that next match, this is our main event. We had uh Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker versus Kane and Mankind for the WWF Tag Team Championships. And I have one question. That was probably on everyone's minds when this match started. Could Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker coexist?
2: Kind of not really. I
0: don't know. Kinda. Sounds like something they could do. They kind of did. I mean, they kinda won, did, kind of didn't. It they kind of did, kind of didn't, but they won. My first note from this match
1: is that I'm pretty sure mankind had a butthole, like a hole right, right on his butt. I think everyone like, has a butthole. No, but it was split like right on his pants, right where his butthole would be. So he had two buttholes. He had a hole in
0: his pants. Yes. On his butt. (laughs) Where his butthole would be. It probably is. He had a butthole. In his pants. Yeah. Undertaker. (laughs) Undertaker. Undertaker also had like new music and pyro. I think was this like his Ministry of Darkness music that he's moving into? I would assume. Yeah, I think so. Because I think that was like the big 1999 stuff was him creating the Ministry of Darkness. So I would assume that's what we're moving towards with Undertaker. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was not that many great spots in the match. There was there was like one spot where Mankind got thrown off the apron and then just made a huge thud on the Spanish announce table that. His his mortal enemy, the, the Spanish announce table, even though the Spanish announce table probably saved his life in the last pay-per-view. But at uh, the end of the match, Austin is just getting destroyed by Kane and Mankind and really needs to tag out The Undertaker, Undertaker not wanting to tag in, and then finally just like reaches his hands out, gets a great hot tag from Austin and we just get a ton of finishers and like i said Austin and Undertaker win and are the new WWF tag team champions Austin is double champ because like we said uh, after last pay-per-view he won the WWF championship the next night on Raw after he beat Kane, or after he lost it to Kane in that first blood match
2: yeah here's a weird thing that i didn't uh uh, fully enjoy about this pay-per-view is that the entire first two hours of a two hour and 40 minute pay-per-view they were like undertaker has not shown up to the building will he even be in this match and they went as far as to have Vince McMahon come out in between one of the other terrible matches and say like the replacement for undertaker will be brooklyn brawler mm-hmm. and then all that like suspense of like maybe brooklyn brawlers in the pay-per-view main event uh just completely disappeared uh evaporated from the logic when they are like right before the bikini contest. They're like, Oh yeah. Undertaker's here. It's cool. Yeah. And then he came out and just like walked out during the main event. You're like, all right. Well, don't know why we talked about that for two hours, but we did." And now he's here. <laughs> well,
0: the, the big story from this is like, well, I guess the biggest story was, could they coexist? Even though they didn't really mention that, but the other big story will undertaker even show up to a scheduled match. He did.
2: Card subject change.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Card subject to change. Uh, shit. Beer ready. I got got three beers for this. This got two point seven
2: five. So close enough. Three
0: is good. Sweet. That's great. So if you uh, you add all that up, that is seventeen point two five beers. Damn. Which makes this the ninth. Yeah, ninth.
2: Cool. That's a really bad pay per view to be top ten. But, ninth, you
0: know. ninth rated pay per view. I mean, we to be top ten like we we haven't done all that many pay per views up to this point. To be top ten now at this point, extreme rules from this year is now tenth, and it got sixteen point seven five. So that's all you need to get in the top ten. I'm not sure if we're ever going to get a new number one. Unless AEW puts on like a two-night pay-per-view and just I, destroys our livers, I don't know, dude. I I still think Royal Rumble could be our dark horse. Yeah, I think there's a chance just with with the fact of having two Royal Rumble matches that that could just completely destroy us. But usually on those on the Royal Rumbles now, like there's two Royal Rumble matches and like two maybe three other matches. So we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. I have a feeling last year's Royal Rumble probably got a super high rating because of obviously two Royal Rumble matches. And then you had the reigns and Owens like falls count anywhere match or whatever, whatever yeah. the stipulation was. So that probably got a ton of beers. Yeah. Cause I remember, or I guess not last year, <laughs> but this year's cause I remember drinking for it and not being able to keep up and not being able to finish the pay-per-view without having to stop drinking. It was that bad. So maybe shall we, shall we get into the weekly recap? Let's do it. Let's start with our Friday. So Friday, we had SmackDown. It was the very next night after Crown Jewel. So everyone taking their private jets back from Saudi Arabia. Uh, Roman Reigns opened up the show with a promo and uh, runs down the list of names that he's defeated, like, I guess, just this year in his title reign. And uh, I was very surprised he mentioned the name Daniel Bryan. That was surprising to me. And then talk shit about Brock Lesnar. And then Lesnar comes out and proceeds to just kick ass. Yeah. And uh, just, to go,
1: just to go further into that, like he absolutely like wreaks havoc on Roman Reigns, the Usos, and then everybody around him. To the point where he has to get like called off, and then later in the night, uh, Adam call or nope, not Adam Cole. That would be cool. Adam okay. Pierce come. <laughs> Adam Pierce comes to the ring, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I want Brock Lesnar to come out here." He suspends Brock Lesnar indefinitely, and then he lays Adam. Brock Lesnar lays Adam Pierce out with an F five, leaving Sonya Deville to herself for the rest of the night.
0: Yeah, there there's like a couple funny moments from this was like uh Adam Pierce channeling his inner SpongeBob SquarePants after getting F5 and ripping his pants. Yeah. <laughs> Just like all the way up the leg. I I don't understand how that happens by taking an F5, but it was hilarious to see. And then there was a funny Twitter exchange which we'll talk about what this is about later when we talk about Smackdown. Uh but we're talking about SmackDown. No, no. Later in the SmackDown, like later, oh. the, the main, the, the last segment, Joe. I gotcha. The I gotcha. very, like, yeah, that thing. Mm. Uh, Adam, the, Adam, Adam, show. Yeah, Adam, Pierce tweeted about the like the Brock Lesnar suspension. And then Son- Sonia Deville basically just tweeted a gif of her basically doing the Kermit, the frog sipping tea. <laughs> and Adam Pierce just clapped back at her like you handled that title exchange really well. Yeah, it was it was funny guys. That was funny. That was funny. It was <laughs> it was a good clap back.
1: Clap back.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. Should we talk about that right now? And then just like touch on. Yeah, well.
2: I think that's like the only other major big thing from the whole show was that main event style. The coronation
0: of, of King Woods. I mean, that happens, but that Girl, was it.
2: That happened, but like that was it so there was not a memorable match on smackdown the only things i remember were the opening segment of brock lesnar and the title exchange that went awry you're also talking
1: shit on your boys hit row yeah Yeah,
2: they showed up they
1: uh
0: they squashed people and we got the top dollar we we got the return of uh local jobbers that was local jobbers are back i love it (laughs) But yeah, the, they, WWE basically just had our worst nightmares come to life here and did the fucking Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship title exchange. I think the idea is better than the way that they did it last year when it was just a backstage segment and it was like, hey, I'm on Raw now. Hey, I'm on SmackDown now. All right, here's the title. They actually like the, the intent here was to make it a big deal and have like a sort of ceremonious passing of the titles and exchange of them. I think that's a better idea than doing what they did last year. However, this idea is still just fucking garbage and allegedly, and I think this is obviously very true. uh, This did not go according to plan. Charlotte's a bitch.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I think the intention was that Charlotte was supposed to hand over the Raw Women's Championship belt first, and you were going to have a momentary overlapping of the belts in Becky Two-Belt's hands uh, before she handed over the SmackDown title. Uh, What ended up happening instead was uh, Becky went to grab it from Charlotte, and Charlotte threw it on the fucking ground. uh, To which Sonya Deville got very mad, yelled at her to pick it up right now. Charlotte looked hesitant, picked it up. Sonya Deville rips it from the hands of Charlotte. Becky throws her title in frustration at Charlotte, takes the Raw Women's Champion from Sonya Deville, and we awkwardly stood there for like a few seconds before they uh, started talking. And Charlotte clearly fucks this one up, uh, purposefully. it's, It's obvious as hell.
1: Well, Charlotte dropped the SmackDown title as well. When, when Becky like shoves it into her chest, she, she just lets it drop on the floor again.
2: The, the backstage heat on this one is uh, apparently very, very real from all the stuff I've been reading this week. Apparently, a lot of people backstage uh, were fucking pissed at Charlotte for blowing this one all up.
0: I'm curious to, like, to see what happens with it tonight. Uh, I don't think they announced... They didn't announce a title match with her and Sasha, right? Because Sasha came out. I don't know if they have a title match tonight, but I would assume Sasha is taking this title off of Charlotte very soon. Yeah, they they apparently before also, or after
2: Survivor Series.
0: I would hope before. I don't know with with the like you could take the real heat and put Sa- or, uh, sorry Becky and Charlotte in a match at Survivor Series and probably create something great. Because yeah. I mean, th- they obviously. Charlotte's matches lately have not been must-see, but she can put on a must-see match. And her and Becky having a match at Survivor Series, I would a hundred percent want to see that just to see if maybe something like this happens again, because it makes for good TV.
1: Yeah. Uh apparently they also removed Charlotte Flair from all their like media, their like media events.
0: So
2: yeah, so she's not making any like uh signing or any of like the other events that she would be like talking at. She's like basically been pulled from everything.
0: So, I don't I don't know. I I feel like that would be what I would want to see at Survivor Series, but if I were a betting man, which I am, I would I would bet on we're probably going to see Sasha versus Becky at Survivor Series. Yeah. Um
1: the other thing that I saw Oh yeah, it was more uh it was, it was like more news on like the Nia Jackson Charlotte thing that came out after this whole title exchange thing, that the locker room backed Nia in that as well, because apparently even though it looked like Nia threw the first punch, it was actually Charlotte's Charlotte's attempt at like bullying Nia Nia, and uh, yeah, apparently Charlotte
0: was in the wrong there too. Everyone just hates Charlotte at this point.
1: She's kind of a bitch.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's good enough to get me to continue to fucking hate her. She's a she's terrible at being a face, and she's naturally good at being a heel because she's so fucking hateable. Yep. So uh, that was uh,
1: that was SmackDown. Other matches that we had were Shinsuke and Baron and Sami Zayn and Drew McIntyre, but. Yeah, that was was SmackDown, and and we'll see tonight where that goes.
0: Yeah. I'm assuming they're going to set up Drew as the next contender for Reigns, and then I would assume that with the indefinite suspension of Brock Lesnar, probably won't be back until the Rumble. Yeah, he might.
1: Yeah. He doesn't really show up on TV all that often unless he's in a feud. So, Right. He might continue to show up and... and Break his, break his suspension, but who knows?
2: Yeah, I would expect Drew is uh, the contender for the day one pay per view, which is the next time I think Roman will have a, a title match. And then you'll see maybe that goes on for two pay per views, maybe Drew versus Roman at day one and Royal Rumble. And then Brock Lesnar makes another return at the Royal Rumble, whether in the match or maybe like at the end of the,
0: yeah, the Drew versus yeah. Roman match or something. Yeah, I could see that either one of those two.
2: I hope he doesn't win the rumble. I don't like when they take guys that are so over like that. And they make them win the rumble just to easily yeah, make the storyline work.
0: You don't need it. You use it to build new stars, just like they did yep. with money in the bank this year. Sort of half, at least half, yeah. uh, rampage. Pac versus Pac Andrade. Versus too Andrade was very good. Very fucking good. Uh, I didn't realize. So obviously, they show the records. Yep. They show everyone's records. I did not realize that this was only Andrade's like fourth
2: match. Yeah, it's been he's been vocal about it on the internet that he's like uh, unhappy with his workload in uh, AEW. That's like a lot of the rumor mill is that he's like unhappy with the company, and a lot of it's centered around his non-involvement after he first debuted until recently, where he's had like two matches in the last like three weeks. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I I hope they can keep him because I really, I like Andrade a lot. Like ever since he had that match with Johnny Gargano at the takeover Philadelphia, I've been a huge fan of Andrade. Before that, I was not a huge fan of Andrade. I didn't think that he'd put on that great of matches. And then once you saw what he really could do, I've just been wanting that match again, like that good of a match from him again. And the, the series that he's having with Pac right now is fantastic. And I think, I mean, not to skip ahead too much, but just so we don't have to talk about it that much later, it looks like with that rumored full gear card, it looks like I think Cody will be facing him potentially. Or did they announce that Cody and Andrade are facing each other next week? I, I can't remember. I don't
2: think they announced that for next week. I think you're right. It's going to be a full gear thing. And I think you're getting... Uh, uh, Malachi Black and Andrade kind of team up here. I think it's especially with Andrade's new ring gear. I don't know if you saw like the way he came to the ring. He's got that new like black mask thing. I think it's really selling to maybe Andrade and Black yeah. have like a House of Black gimmick.
0: Yeah. And that would be a lot of fun to see. Uh, just,
2: Which is funny. Didn't Alistair Black beat Andrade for the NXT title? Isn't that who he wanted off of?
0: Yeah. I thought Andrade lost to Drew. No. Yeah. Maybe. Or did no Drew beat Bobby Rude, Andrade beat Drew. Alistair beat Andrade. I think you're right. Yeah.
1: That, uh, yeah that I'm almost right. positive. Because that right. that's like when I started watching NXT was around that time when Alistair Black. Drew was... definitely beat
2: Bobby Rude. That's definite. I remember that.
0: Then yeah. I think. Yeah. You're you were right. Uh, Alistair yeah. Black beat Andrade for the NXT championship back in the day. I think that was Takeover New York. That was also really good. That was so good. That was either Takeover Orlando or Takeover New York. I can't remember. It would have been. It I been, think that's it the one where New he York. didn't even win it.
2: Didn't he? Not that wasn't even the main event of the card, right? He won it, and then there was yeah, a the Bird main game, event, match. Yeah, the unsanctioned match. Yeah.
0: Uh, they announced um, the TBS tournament bracket on this show, and then they also had the. Uh, Orange Cassidy-Hobbs match in the TNT, or not the TNT, the uh, World Title Eliminator Tournament match, Cassidy won that. Uh, And then, obviously, since then, we've seen some TBS tournament matches. And that's pretty much all that happened on Rampage.
2: One thing on this TBS tournament championship, when you guys uh, read off the picture that was on the internet of the proposed full gear thing, it was Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill was like the one that was written on there. They're yeah. on the same half the bracket. So I don't know how that would make it to the pay per view.
0: I'm thinking maybe. Also, it
2: seems like we're slow rolling this tournament because like, there's only been, like what, two matches at this point?
1: Uh, no, it definitely progressed
0: more on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, Wednesday. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the entire second round is set up. And there's only eight people left. So
2: so you had Ruby Soho go to the second round, and you had Ikarashi to go to the second round anna J, they I do think. the other who dana J? don't remember here we go to bing it again going to bing
0: either way as you figure that out uh moving we'll move on to dynamite uh there was a there was a sign at dynamite just i think there was actually two of these signs two uh let's go brandon signs which i thought was just hilarious this whole let's go brandon thing is fucking hilarious if yeah, you've never I'm- seen like the the news clip of all the people in the back just chanting fuck Joe Biden and the fucking (laughs) and the news reporter just being like I think this crowd is chanting let's go Brandon (laughs) and now it's just become a fucking meme like pretty good meme (laughs) it's so fucking funny
2: I love it it turns out we have not we've only had two matches the bunny and red velvet is supposed to be next week and Anna Jay and Jamie Hader is not currently scheduled But it also says the finals are not until January 5th of 2022. So I guess this tournament is not overlapping with the pay-per-view.
0: Oh, yeah. That would make sense to have the TBS title winner be crowned when they move to TBS.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way more making sense than full gear.
0: Yeah, and that's why we do what we do, and they do what they do. Because they're smarter than us. Allegedly. Allegedly, that is true. You gotta say that for legal purposes. Uh Brian Danielson and Dustin Rhodes. I had a feeling that this match would be fucking awesome. And it was. This was very good. Uh Dustin, Dustin just has like these these moments where he shines now late in his career. Like that there's there's only been a couple since he's been on AEW, but I thought this one was very great. you have the obvious like the five star match between him and Cody a few years ago very good I can't think of another one but I'm pretty sure there's been at least another uh, one other one where he's had a very good match with somebody but Dustin definitely still got it, especially when you're in the ring with one of the greats talking about Dustin just
1: reminded me of the new character that we saw from from Dustin Rhodes oh yeah and, and, uh Dustin Runnels. Yeah, Dustin Runnels is oh, pre- uh, the preacher. Yeah, the preacher. <laughs> That's the first time we've seen him.
2: Moving on to Monday Night Raw.
0: Whoa, Bobby Jake Fish. Jake. There was other stuff. There, there was so much good stuff.
2: stuff on Dynamite. Dynamite was really good.
0: Yeah, this was the night that uh, Tony Nese was shown in
2: the crowd. He has been shown at every show since then, too. Apparently, he he it had has a only match been on one mind. other show
0: since then. <laughs> Apparently, he had a match on Dark this week. Yeah. So I don't know if he's like officially gotten the uh, the the picture of him being all elite yet. But uh, he's at least had some matches. He's at least signed to a couple shows. Probably for Tony Khan to see what he can do. And if he feels like he fits in. And then I would assume we will get the Tony Nese's all elite picture soon. Yeah. Um, Dy- Dynamite was when we had that Ruby Soho. Uh, whoever the fuck she faced in the first round of the TBS tournament match. Melody
1: Ford, I think.
0: Yep, that is true. They uh, they made Britt Baker and Ty Conti uh, official for full gear. So that will be who Britt Baker is facing. So we get the the fill in the blank from the, from the leaked card. It is Ty Conti. Not entirely sure how good that's going to be, but I think Ty Conti has improved... I think she's great tenfold since she was in NXT. So I think she was good in NXT. So, I mean, she, she had her moments. I just, I don't know. There's, there was just like a level of women's wrestling that you expected from NXT that I don't think that she was quite there yet. I mean, she's only been wrestling for like a few years at this point. So I think she's well beyond like other people that are a few years in wrestling. So I have no doubts that she will be, a fantastic women's wrestler in the future. Yeah. And uh,
1: Chad didn't want to talk about the main event of Dynamite, but.
2: What's the. Well, it's been so long. What was the main event? It was Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. That one pissed me off.
0: Why did it piss you off?
2: Because it was terrible booking.
0: What do you mean, dude? Cody is uh, he's uh Cody
2: was everyone... booed out of the fucking building from start to finish. Even when he started like being a badass again, still got booed out of the fucking building. <laughs> and they had him win. Yeah. The crowd booed the finish. It's so rare in AEW you see the crowd booing a finish. They booed the finish.
0: Yeah. Uh nobody just really just nobody likes Cody anymore and I'll bring it to this week's dynamite real quick, where he had his promo, where he's basically just like, "I'm not gonna turn." Oh yeah, he totally broke the fourth wall. I think in kayfabe. a, I think there's a chance that like there is there there's a small chance that in a way, he is turning heel knowingly by saying that he won't. Do you know what I'm because saying?
2: Because he broke kayfabe, he's he's already a heel because he's willing to break kayfabe for it. Is that what you're saying?
0: I guess, and like, because like the AEW crowd is just they're way more hardcore wrestling fans. So I don't know when when you see something like that, you would, and it's and it's somebody that they were already booing. They're just gonna continue to boo the shit out of him, and I think that's what he wants. I'm pretty sure that's what he was going for here. He's gonna be someone that like quote unquote adores the crowd like he like he said he did. But is fully expecting to walk out there and get booed, and he's going to say uppity shit like that makes him that should portray him as a good person, but knowing full well that he's going to get booed.
2: I mean, I guess I, I don't I don't really know what they could go with this. I think that when they hinted at him taking some time off, and I think that would have been like an ideal thing. I for think his that's character. what.
1: I think that's what they need right now because he's full blown
0: Roman Reigns right now.
2: Like I think old Roman Reigns, not I think new Roman Reigns.
0: I was gonna say he's full blown like Reign of Terror Triple H. Like
2: you remember like when Roman like Roman Reigns is like winning titles and everyone booing him out of the fucking building? Yeah, that, that does yeah, it feels it, very similar to like, that.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. He, he's Roman Reigns right now. Not not m- mobster boss Roman Reigns. No tribal
0: chief. Not even close to that, but very, very much close to 2015 through 2019. Roman Reigns, yeah, four year stretch. Uh, one more full gear match that may that was made official on this show. Uh, inner circle versus the American top team in a five on five match. Uh, that's probably, I mean, I feel like at this point is probably the worst match on the full gear card, which I think. That wasn't until Wednesday. Probably a good thing. Look up what's on Wednesday. That That, that's when they announced the the match officially. I have I wrote that down for Saturday's Dynamite. Oh, they made it official.
1: Okay, well I thought I thought that maybe they reannounced it
0: as official on Wednesday. Probably. They said that next week on Dynamite they're gonna say who the three American Top Team members are in the match. Yeah. Because as of right now we just know it's gonna be Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. But should we get into raw? Yeah. So season premiere. <laughs> this is the Chad. Chad schooled me on on why they have season premieres this week at that place.
2: Uh, well, at that, that place we don't talk about it. I uh, I basically just told them, hey, uh, since it's not like a one time event, sporting event, since it's actual like it is a show. They have to abide by the networking requirements for seasons. Therefore, they have season premieres to like start the thing so that the companies can know, like uh, the broadcasting show can- channels can know like uh, ratings and all that kind of stuff inside of a set, set amount of time. So it's got to be required that they do seasons. You'll usually see two season premieres within a year for wrestling.
0: Yeah, I did not know that. But that's because I'm a big, dumb, stupid head. Yeah. Uh, Big E opened the show and basically was waiting for his next challenger for the WWE Championship since he had just beaten Drew McIntyre at Crown Jewel. And we get a multitude of challengers. We get Rey Mysterio, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins. And then they make a main event for the night, a fatal four-way ladder match. And this was... Very good. Fuego. Fire. Very, banger. very good. Kevin Owens was his normal ladder match self, taking big bumps on ladders. Yep.
2: Is there really that much other good stuff to talk about from Raw here? Or there was
1: uh,
2: a intro in the main event.
1: There's Bearcat Lee um, winning over Cedric Alexander.
2: Yeah, On the I mean, same topic as Bearcat Lee, the intro music was, yet again, different.
1: Oh, and That's not the only person. Sammy Zane, right? Oof. Oh,
2: Sammy yeah, Zane's Sammy intro Zane. music, trash. Keith Lee's new intro music, trash. Damien Priest's new intro music, trash.
0: Yeah, Damien Priest, so he faced off against um, T-Bar, who is still called T-Bar instead of Dominic Dijakovic for some fucking reason.
2: But did do the Feast Your Eyes thing that he used to do. So it's kind of a blend. Maybe just the name's the same and the gimmick's the the original. I don't
0: know. I don't care. T-Bar is just stupid and it reminds me of Retribution, which was fucking stupid. Damien Priest kind of channeled like a, a heelish, had, had sort of a heelish tone to him here. It makes me curious uh, if he's going to be turning soon or if he's just going to be like a badass face that does sometimes heelish
2: things. Is he really that over that you think that would work? I don't. I don't know if that'd work. I don't know.
1: I like him. I, don't, I like him. I, I don't just don't know like if he's him. over
2: enough to work to be so successful. All
1: three, all three of us are. Uh, all three of us like him, so he could be over.
2: I'll have to see. I guess I hate the gimmick of the intro music and the titantron behind him. I hated it. I, I missed the archer of for So
0: yeah, yeah. The only other noteworthy thing was they. They had a a Raw Tag Team Championship match. So the Dirty Dogs won a triple threat match earlier in the night. RK-Bro beat them. It was a pretty good match. And then uh, Seth Rollins wins the ladder match uh, to become the number one contender for the WWE Championship. I'm just glad they did a number one contender match and not a championship contenders match because fuck that.
2: Yeah. There were some um, really cool moments in that uh, ladder match. Uh, my favorite one was at one point uh, uh, Kevin Owens had a ladder outside the ring and stood it straight up. And then Rey Mysterio did a 619 kicking the ladder into Kevin Owens' face on the outside. I've never seen that before. That yeah, was like that my favorite was, spot. That, in that, was cool. thing. that was cool as shit.
1: Yeah. Spot. Rey,
0: Rey Mysterio still got it. Oh, for sure. He's got He's got his highlights from now and then. I mean, some of like he he can put on awesome matches when yeah, qu- when Question needed. is booking. Question is booking,
1: but don't question his ability in the ring. For sure. Um,
0: Halloween Havoc. NXT got good again this week, dude. This Halloween was Havoc. Old
2: school NXT good.
0: Halloween yeah. Havoc was very good, very very good. The. We started with the triple threat ladder match for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. This was fucking amazing.
1: It was very good. Oh, it was very good. It was very good. Uh-huh. We, I finally know Persia Parada's name. Persia Pierogi. It's, not, it's no longer Pierogi. I can say her name now.
2: Persia she, Pierogi Parada.
1: Pierogi Parada. She looked good in this match. I liked her enough in this match to Google her and realize that she was in NXT UK for a while. I did not know that.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that either.
0: That would require but us to watch NXT UK ever.
2: I think I'm about to. I actually, I thought about the other day. They just got crowds back for like the first time in like two years or a year and a half, I guess. Like yeah. two weeks ago, I might just pick up at that and just go from there. It's only like 45 minutes to 50 minutes a week.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the UK crowd is awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I'm, I might pick it up. I'll let you know.
0: There was a there was a lot of good spots in the match. The women, like, they were hitting the like when they landed on ladders in this match, they hit fucking hard, dude. I Io spot.
2: Iosra hitting that ladder from the top of a ladder down to the bus the, the ladder that was in between the table and the ring, and the way she bounced off that thing, that was ugly.
0: Yeah. she's all our, right though.
2: Yeah, she got an update.
0: Yeah, she did. Ch- Chad and I were uh, texting throughout this and I, we were like right before that spot happened, we're like, are EO and Zoe dead? Because they hadn't like shown up in the match for like over five minutes. And then all of a sudden Eo's at the top of the ladder and then takes the big bump. And I was like, I mean, Eo is now dead.
2: <laughs> but as she said, indie space afterwards. No. She, I think she thought she killed her. Oh <laughs> she like thought... she looked at the camera and she was like Oh my god.
0: I thought you meant I think Indy's she thought she killed. I thought you meant Indy's face after the match like she got busted open or something. No. Yeah, I would have uh I probably would have thought the same thing. It didn't look good. It didn't look like it, it felt very good at all.
2: Yeah. I don't know if that that thing was supposed to break or not, but she bounced off that ladder with a violent tone.
0: I think it's mostly just cuz like the women don't weigh enough to break the ladders in half like there was like that spot in that hell in a cell match years ago where Charlotte, I think it was Charlotte or no. Yeah. Charlotte and Sasha in the hell in a cell match where she went to like put Sasha through the table and the table just didn't budge. Like the, like sometimes the women like go for the same spots as the men do, but the women don't weigh enough and they don't have the things break.
2: Kevin Owens didn't have that problem. One day.
0: No. no, not even close. Um,
1: uh... Sorry about your boy, Odyssey Jones. Yep, we'll just move
0: on from that.
2: Wait, do we say who won the? the oh, toxic Attraction. Yep, are the Sid, new tag team Sid from
0: Ice Age and JCJ. Uh,
2: <laughs> I want to, I want to dime Dylan out for just a second. He said, God damn "Low key, Gigi Dolan's kind of hot." And I said, "She looks like Sid from Ice Age." And he said, "Yeah, but she curvy though."
1: <laughs> she she do be
2: curvy. You got curvy Sid and that's what Dylan's into. He's really into curvy Sid looking creatures. Well
0: I had forgotten that he said she looked like Sid from Ice Age and I got it in my head that I was going to say sup to her and then he said that and I was like fuck. Damn. You're right. Sup. Sup. <laughs> I'm going to get cancelled.
1: <laughs> DreamWorks is going to come cancel you now or whoever did Ice Age.
0: Or Gigi Dolan.
1: yeah uh the tricker the tricker street fight uh was next nxt women's title match raquel gonzalez versus mandy rose
0: yeah so so after after uh yeah big time (laughs) sub after the first match with toxic attraction winning we're thinking like and then also in, in uh raquel's entrance she rides in on a motorcycle you are just thinking, like, there is a 0% chance that Chad just sent me a picture of Sid from Ice Age. Like, actual Sid from Ice Age. Fuck you, man.
2: Uh, It's for whatever you need it for later. No
0: comment. Uh, (laughs) We just thought there was no chance for Raquel to lose because she rode in on a motorcycle. You know? Yeah,
1: but then uh, she didn't win.
2: She did not. We'll say the match had kind of a really messy ending, and I couldn't really tell for a couple of moves at the end who was getting the worst of it, and then, and then it was over. Yeah,
0: there was a lot of kendo stick shots in this match. There was also the spot where she trapped Raquel in the chair with the kendo stick. I always that find was it cool. funny. Well, I found it funny when like wrestlers do that to each other. When like you could easily get out of the chair by just removing the kendo stick. But instead, she tries to like pick it up and realizes, like, oh, the the arms of the chair are holding it in instead of just sliding it out and then takes a knee to the face.
2: She like kind of tried to stand up with the chair and like stumbled a little bit and then took the knee to the face. And that's why I thought it was kind of a cool segment. She very fluidly tried to stand up, almost fell, took a knee to the face.
0: Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Mandy Rose wins the NXT Women's Championship and is. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, the first tough enough woman to ever win a title in NXT or WWE.
2: Are there any other people from tough enough that I would know that like still linger? Sonya Deville? I don't
0: think there's, I don't fucking know. I never watched him
2: going think, back
0: to bang. Anyways, uh, after the match, Raquel Gonzalez is in the ring and, uh, I guess obviously, I guess we should talk about how the match ended. There was a a mystery uh, figure dressed in black and she fucking just whacks Raquel Gonzalez with a fucking shovel in the back. Uh, Mandy, that's how Mandy Rose wins. And it turns out that it is a returning Dakota Kai. So we're going to move on with that feud. Which I am looking forward to. Uh, Chelsea Green wasn't
1: tough enough, apparently.
2: Mandy Rose, Chelsea Green, Jesse Ward, <coughs> Sonny DeVille. Yeah. Interesting.
0: But, yeah, the stat was like she was the first woman to do it. So, I guess there was a guy that's won a title somewhere that wasn't tough enough before. John Morrison. Oh, John right? Morrison. And the man yeah, John, Morrison,
2: John Morrison won tough enough. Didn't he? Yeah.
0: I think so. I was just making sure that you guys remembered that. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Uh tag team title match. Uh, turns out they spun the wheel, and it was a lum- o lantern match. So a lumberjack they, match. They,
2: they also gave them a cool entrance with like a DJ live playing their music and like mixing it up. Yeah. So at this point, this like,
0: yeah. Yeah. At, I mean, at this point, it was like all the people getting cool entrances were losing.
2: Just you wait till I feel how I felt the whole main event then.
0: Yeah. Uh, all the Lumberjacks came out wearing Halloween costumes, which I thought was pretty funny, or at least most of them did. And then uh, this wasn't really that all that great of a match. The Lumberjacks ended up fighting and like leaving the ring and making it just a normal tag team match at some point. And uh, Imperium wins and is the new NXT tag team champion. So uh, we are three for three in title changes throughout the night. Early. MSK, MSK no longer the tag team champs. I'm sure the CWC was really happy about
2: that. While we were at that place we don't talk about before we watched this whole thing, I told Dylan, like, I wouldn't be overly shocked if they made all four title changes because that's not something I uh, – all four of them seemed like reasonable things NXT would do and we didn't know how NXT was going. So, at this point, it, we were three for three for title changes and I got terrified.
0: Yeah. In my head, I was thinking that if that were to if, – if they were to go in that trend, they would do, like, the first three. Because at this point you're thinking, like you're thinking, it is believable now because all the other titles have changed. That you're thinking it's believable that Braun Breaker could beat Tommaso Ciampa.
1: Yeah, and then it, they maintained it, it believable it, for
0: for part of the match. It sets it up perfectly, yeah, to make it a like to make that a
2: believable ending. Um, I mean, I I thought it was still believable until the three count happened. I was, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: totally believed it. I thought it was a pretty good match. Like, Bron Breaker can fucking go. I've am. i been very satisfied. Not from the top rope, he can't. Oh, my God. That botch (laughs) was so fucking funny. He goes to jump off the second rope and just slips and falls on his face. (laughs) That was uh, one of the funnier moments. Probably the funniest moment of the week. I laughed my fucking ass off when I saw that.
2: Uh, I missed it. I was, like, texting you a GIF or something like that, and I missed it completely, and you were like, you gotta go check that out. So as soon as the paper you ended, I went back to the exact minute you said it was in. and I watched it. Fucking hilarious.
0: Too funny. They uh, I don't I don't remember what part it was, but they like I think Champa did the the part where he pulls the mat up off the outside of the ring and does like the exposed concrete at ringside. Uh, hits a DDT on Breaker and busts him open, and then uh, you get like the ending sequence of the match uh Breaker ended up kicking out of a fairy tale ending. I don't know what Breaker's finisher is, but Ch- Champa probably kicked out of it. And then uh he hits a second fairy tale ending and maintains and re- re- retains the NXT championship. Thank the lord.
2: The right person won.
0: Yeah. Thought it also was worth noting like some of the side stuff from the night, so like Grayson Waller showing up uh, as the host because LA Knight was late to the show and uh, he was dressed up as a vampire and then LA Knight came out later finally showing up to the show also dressed as the same exact vampire it was fucking hilarious Grayson uh, Waller screwed up at some point
1: they came back from commercial breaks and he, or commercial break and he started talking and then the camera panned to him and he realized that he screwed up and he started talking again Thought that was pretty
0: funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then the uh, the Carmelo and the Carmelo Carmelo Hayes Trick Williams stuff with uh, Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis was, I mean, just like an, a, a another like multiple comedy segments throughout the night that I thought were pretty funny. Yeah, and were Zombie familiar. Ref
1: made his return.
0: Yep, great to see Zombie Ref again. But yeah, that was Halloween Havoc. It was a fucking awesome show, I thought. And uh, I'm looking forward to NXT this week because of it, which I can't say I have been looking forward to NXT for a while now, with the exception of this week. I was looking forward to this week, but for obvious reasons.
2: Having watched the last few weeks, though, who do you think is the next person they're going to put against Tommaso Champa?
0: Dude, I have no fucking idea. Von Wagner. Is there a rumor?
1: No.
2: <laughs> There's no rumor. That was my, me just looking for to see what you said because I have my idea of who it's gonna be, but I want to see what yours was.
0: Who do you think?
2: Joe Gacy.
1: Yeah. I think Cool Kyle, like because Joe Gacy's not going to be a legitimate threat. So I think Cool Kyle could put, put could him put himself back there.
0: I mean, him and Von Wagner are going full on tag team, though. That's
2: true. Yeah. I think they're going to go after Imperium.
0: I did I did end up going back and watching NXT from the week before because we, did, we didn't fucking watch it last week. And they had like a go work out in the woods segment with Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly. So yeah. like they they are like in full best friend mode. Yeah. So. Um,
2: we have relegated cool Kyle to a Von Wagner tag team and wearing a costume backstage during Halloween Havoc. So.
0: And being a lumberjack.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was Kyle O'Reilly's involvement in Halloween Havoc. Uh, Shall we get to the Dynamite again? Because we had two Dynamites this week.
1: Yeah. Killer first match. It was uh,
0: CM Punk versus Bobby Fish. Yeah. CM Punk's first match on Dynamite, which I had forgotten about. Like all of his matches have been the pay-per-view match or on Rampage so far. Uh, I Honestly, like, I mean, Pretty, I thought it's been pretty enjoyable. Like the way that they've been presenting Bobby Fish, like just throw him in and have a good match with whoever he's in the ring with. I thought it's been pretty good so far. He has been taking a lot of losses, but they've all been pretty good matches. I've, I've I I thought. Yeah, his and the, like
2: two and three right now.
0: Yeah, well, the, dark they,
2: matches.
1: They
0: keep on putting him up against established stars. You know, yeah, he's had the match with Punk and the match with Danielson, Danielson. and the match with Guevara,
1: yeah, for the title. Yeah. So, and then he he won a match on on Saturday. That's one of his matches that he won. But they're putting up up like they know he's good.
0: They just don't have a place for him in the in the main scene. Yeah, and I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with just having a good match with no story behind it. I really don't give a shit. Yeah, they're also putting him up against a lot of technical wrestlers. It seems, which is cool because that's. Did he have a? I think he had a match with Dan, Daniel Garcia too. I think right.
2: Andrew yeah. Green and Lee Moriarty are his two wins. He's never yeah, faced Daniel so,
0: Garcia. Uh, okay. Well, I think he. I think he's a heel. Yeah, I'm. I would say well, he, so. Clearly,
2: based on how they would set up the CM Punk match.
0: Yeah, he yeah. beat up whoever Andrew 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 Green, Green. last week. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: so he would not have a match with Daniel
0: Garcia is what I was saying. I guess. Uh, MJF being his normal self and, uh, you know, he had a promo. And Darby Allin finally uh, came back and they are having a match at full gear. So I think that'll be very good. The
1: segment we were talking about before with uh, Inner Circle and
0: the men of the year. Oh, As that's what you were champion. saying. Yeah. I was thinking about like how you said that they announced it this week on Dynamite. They announced the stipulation for the match. They said it would be a Minneapolis street fight. That's yeah, that's what it was. Uh, but yeah, so
1: Sammy Guevara defends his title against Ethan Page and retains, and then Inner Circle comes out to the ring, kind of talk shit on men of the year. Men in the r- year are at the top of the ring, or top of the ramp, rather, and they announced that
0: they announced that uh that match the Minneapolis street fight. Yeah, they uh, they made... The, this was just the week where they made the most matches official. They had the the Lucha Bros and FTR made official for full gear. I am very much looking forward to that. That's going to be fantastic. And then they had the John Moxley and Preston Vance match. Moxley just fucking destroys him. Uh, I mean, we're obviously working towards Moxley versus Danielson in the finals for the world title eliminator tournament. The more and more, like, the weeks go by, the more I'm – like, I don't know who is going to win that match, and I think it's going to be, like, it's going to be a pretty tough one to predict, the Moxley and Danielson match at full gear that is most likely coming.
2: Yeah. That's Uh, so 50-50 booking right there. Like, I don't – like, even if someone wins that, I don't think any guy's going to go over or under. One guy's just going to be pushing to one gimmick and one's not so like matches like that where like everyone's going to come out the same from the match and it, I have no idea how the fuck to pick that
0: yeah uh, I thought there was a funny moment so like I Moxley's coming in and out of the ring uh, like when he does his entrance uh, from the crowd like he's been doing when he left the ring after after this match he fucking kicked the guardrail into a guy, like, in the crowd, like, just into a fan and just fucking stormed right by him. It looked like it actually kind of hurt. And I feel like AEW has this shit happen a lot where, like, they make contact with the fans a lot, like, on accident. I'm surprised I, like, I haven't seen stories of, like, fans, like, getting really pissed off about it. Yeah. But I guess it's because like, they're all super hardcore fans and would want something like that to happen to them, I guess. I don't know.
2: I did also know something at the beginning of the match when he was coming to the ring. He like shoved a person out of the way to pull the guardrail out of the way. So he, he hit two people with the guardrail. Actually.
0: I did not see that one. That's interesting.
2: He went to go grab it, and there was like, a fan standing kind of in front of it, and he like, pushed him out of the way. And as the, he was pushing him out of the way, the security guard like, kind of grabbed the guy. I don't think the guy got like hit, but he definitely got shoved. by yeah. John
0: Moxley. I feel like if you're sitting in the in the area where John Moxley makes his entrance, uh, they should just have them sign a waiver. <laughs> Maybe they do. Could be. Um, uh, they had the Cody promo that we kind of already talked about. Uh, the other portion of that, Andrade came out and basically just made fun of him, made fun of his tattoo, uh, and then. We had the Andrade and Malachi Black team up. Uh, and then Pac made the save. So we could be moving towards. I, I think they'll probably do some sort of tag match, maybe between those those four guys. And looks like we're gonna be doing Cody versus mm. Andrade, and then maybe Pac Pac versus uh Malachi Black, which I mean, fuck
1: yes. Sign me up. Yeah. Those will be great matches. Speaking of great matches, the main event. Which yeah, is-
0: Chad. Chad, what would you think of the main event?
2: I haven't watched it yet. It's the only thing I got left.
0: Hmm. Interesting. It's pretty.
1: It's a pretty hilarious match. There's so many. I did fucking- see on
2: Facebook they're all in
0: costumes and shit. So. Yeah, so many fucking people on like w like the WWE only crowd on Twitter is so fucking upset that they decided to dress up in costume like. Who gives a fuck, dude? It was funny. Like you had the the elite dress up as the Ghostbusters and uh, Nakazawa dressing up as a Bay Bay. And then we had the uh, the Marshmallow Man, the Jet the Puff Stay Marshmallow, Puff. the Stay Puff. That's, a, that's almost a yeah. like Jet Puff. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, uh, which we all assumed was Brandon Cutler under there. And then the Dark Order, uh, John Silver was just a deer. Cole Cabana dressed up as Brandon Cutler. Uh Stu Grayson was Kratos, which was funny because Tommaso Champa literally the night before painted up as Kratos as well.
1: Yeah, I saw one meme. It was like Amazon and it was Tommaso Champa as Kratos, and then it was Wish.com.
0: <laughs> oh, Stu Grayson is Kratos. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh and then Evil Uno just wore a cowboy hat. <laughs> um yeah, so you talked about the
1: Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and then there was also, what the fuck was? There was a horse. Oh, yeah, it was the ho- It was the other end of the horse. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't know who was in the other end of the horse, and you kind of just assumed that it might have been Hangman, Adam, pa- Hangman yeah. Adam Page. But it didn't end up being Hangman Adam Page. It was, uh, everyone assumed that it was Adam Page or somebody else in the Dark Order, so... Uh, the the young bucks hit some super kicks on it, and then they demasked him, and it ended up being Brandon Cutler.
0: Yep, underneath the horse mask, and then who everyone uh, assumed was was in the Stay puff Marshmallow Man costume. Yep, and, uh, and then- that ended up being the Hangman, and he just fucking wrecked everyone. It was awesome. I cannot like. I feel like the outcome of the Omega and Page match is the easiest one. And if they don't do what everyone's going to predict, which is Hangman winning, we're all going to be fucking pissed. Pissed. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be fucking pissed. Uh, but I still am like, despite the the outcome being pretty much decided already, I am still very much looking forward to the match. It's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, it absolutely will. So yeah, Chad, that's what happened in the main event. I highly recommend going Thanks. back to watch because it was little, it was a very very fun match to watch.
2: I'll watch it after that place we don't talk about tonight.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm.
2: going to that place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Going to going to that place. We're all about to go to that place, which is why we're all sober. I just broke the fourth wall.
1: Yeah, broke the a very
0: sp- very special edition of sober dudes talking wrestling because we all have to go to that place. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll just I'll I'll cut that. I don't want to talk about that place. Uh, let's talk about what's going on next week. So, next week we are continuing retro beer ratings. We've got SummerSlam 1998. We've already talked about the ladder match between. Triple H and The Rock, very much looking forward to that. And then they mentioned many times in the fully loaded pay-per-view that Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship is happening. I think I've seen that one before, and I'm pretty sure they show up still tag team champions. So uh, we'll have to see how they coexist in a match against each other. And then continuing with the weekly recaps, we're going to see more build up towards full gear. And see what what more matches or what matches, what other matches, excuse me, that they uh, that they announce. Probably some ones that we've already discussed. And then more, uh, we'll get some fallout with uh, Seth Rollins from winning the ladder match last week, see what what the program with Big E is gonna look like. And see if uh, you know, we'll see what happens tonight on SmackDown with the fallout from Lesnar being suspended. Will he make his return? Will he not? I don't know. Will he break his suspension? Probably not. Uh, and then the fallout from Halloween Havoc, which I'm very much looking forward to.
1: Yeah. Probably see at least an either a new competitor for Tommaso Ciampa, kind of make his uh, make their face scene, or Ron Breaker will say that he wants a rematch.
0: Yeah, not really sure yet, but I'm very, I'm still, like I said, very much looking forward to it. It's going to be a good show next week so wrapping up as always you can follow us on twitter at ddt wrestle pod we have been the drunk dudes well actually damn it the sober dudes
1: you said you were going to cut that so we've been the drunk dudes
0: (laughs) we have been the drunk dudes dylan joe and chad we'll catch you on down the road